0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car.
2: Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with, yes, I'm back, me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, I did yesterday's podcast, but I did it in the style of Paul Ross. Not many of you managed to hear that. A couple of you tweeted me going, I see what you've done, the old Paul Ross thing. But uh, yeah, that was me. Anyway, we begin, of course, with Champions League chat on the back of Chelsea beating Ren by two goals to one in their group stage match. In a moment, we'll hear from the manager, Frank Lampard, but first, here's how you heard it unfold live on TalkSport 2. Here's Azpilicueta
3: on that fast side, the right for Chelsea, onto Hudson-Odoi, low ball in, oh, and Timo Werner has missed from four yards out. Did the ball get a bobble on its way through? Maybe so, but Chelsea's usually red-hot German should have scored. Nadoy, who's in on goal, and finds the goal! It's a wonderful goal for Chelsea! Set up by Mason Mount, from deep inside his own half. Hudson Nadoy, go and thank Mason Mount. Corner, far side, 11th for red. Bourdieu takes it, headed in by Girassi. 1-1! Here comes Hakim Ziyech darting through the middle, he's got Werner to his left, Timo Werner to win it! It's a good save by Gomes, the ball spirals in, and it's headed in by Olivier Giroud! Giroud off the bench to win the game for Chelsea! And the final whistle goes, and for Chelsea, cometh the hour, cometh the man, the super sub, Olivier Giroud. And Chelsea set to progress to the knockout stages of the Champions League. It's finished here on TalkSport 2, Red 1, Chelsea 2.
4: We can only worry about ourselves and, you know, generally, if you, if you work on your performance and the team's working together and the newer players are integrating and we're working on the training ground and preparing right, hopefully the performance comes and I think they've certainly improved very quickly at the start of the season um, and then hopefully results follow and I think when we're efficient at both ends of the pitch, which is something at times last year I felt that we weren't so much. We had a lot of games that we dominated possession in game, but maybe didn't take our opportunities at one end when we created them. And and then maybe we conceded freely when we actually hadn't actually conceded so many chances. But now I think we're seeing a bit more of a, hopefully, a ruthless nature to us in terms of how we can try and keep clean sheets. It's not always possible, as you saw tonight, but defend well and score goals at the other end. But there's there's still a lot of work to do. We're certainly not the finished article. It it would have been impossible, I think, for, to make the changes we did in the summer and expect everything straight away, that's the whole reason we have to work. We'll continue doing that. So I think Oli knows, even though he doesn't play all the time, I hope and I think Oli knows how much I, I, I'm happy with him and how much I rely on him in moments. Every player wants to play every game. That's an impossible part of my job to keep them all happy. The things behind the scenes, and I think everybody kind of feels from the outside, to be fair, is what a great professional he is and how highly regarded he is, how highly regarded he is by his teammates and by myself. So, you know, for him to get a goal, I think you sort of see the reaction of his teammates. He's so professional in how he trains and looks after himself that age isn't even a factor in him. I think he's getting better with age, if anything, because of how well he looks after himself. So he offers a lot for us and I keep saying it, but the busy schedule coming up and the way we play means that I will rely on players. So thankfully for me, he's a player that always keeps the right attitude if he's not playing regularly. And I know when I call upon him, then he comes in as he did today. Now, in the other game in the Champions League, of course, my mob, Manchester United, were in action against
2: Istanbul, Basik Shahir, And we absolutely tonked them. Manchester United 4, Istanbul, Basik Shahir 1. After the game, manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer gave his reaction to Manchester United's performance.
5: I thought there was some uh, excellent attacks at times, some uh, one and two touch football, but we started out well with uh, getting round the t- team, putting some crosses in, which is uh, of course something that we've not been uh, known for lately, but with Edinson it's a different centre forward in there. and. Uh, some of the attacks. The last goal was a, was also a good example of a one and two touch football. So I'm very happy. Of course, we see him every day in training. Uh, we knew what we were gonna get when we uh, we got uh, Bruno to the team. He's uh, he's a player who likes to take risks. He likes to create chances. He likes to score goals. He likes his te- He's a winner. He wants the team to win. So um, and he wants the team to do well. Uh, and I think it, it it shows today that he can. Uh, he can do more than just take penalties. And a reminder, we have more live Champions League action for you
2: tonight on the TalkSport Network. At 5.55, you can hear live comms on TalkSport 2 of Olympiacos at home to Man City. And staying on TalkSport 2 straight after that one, you can hear live comms of Inter Milan against Real Madrid. And ahead of their clash with Olympiacos, the City manager Pep Guardiola spoke to TalkSport's Ian Abrahams, a.k.a. the Moose, and said he has a good old feeling about the tournament this season.
6: I have the feeling that we'll do really well this season. So I don't know why. So from the beginning, expect uh, other reaction after the last season when we finished in Lyon, so against Lyon in Portugal. So we have a good feeling. Uh, of course, we know what we have to do. We, we know what uh, uh, we are a team like uh, last season. We scored a lot and now we are struggling these things, but we are going, I have to find, I have to find the solution to have the players to find the right way to, to, to attack more fluently and have the feeling that we can score our goals uh, but in the way we play i'm i'm quite quite good quite quite happy so in little details so still you have to improve we concede the penalties that isn't necessary sometimes we make clear chances that we have to score but the moment we'll break uh, in one or two games these kind of things we'll get better and the season still is, is so young and uh, and i'm I'm fully optimistic that uh, we're going to do a good season. It's important for the qualification. It's uh, important for uh, recover our feelings that they are not bad. It's important, and of course, we can give this competition in the until February, focusing the, the competition, especially the Premier League, Champions League. We know how difficult it is, and even we're able to get results. After you have to travel to Portugal and receive Marseille here, uh, so one step of time try to, you know, to get through tomorrow to virtual qualifier, like you say to come back and and good feelings to come back and good feelings that uh, we can create a lot of chances and and score goals Time now to check in with the Breakfast Show and a brand new
2: feature, Darren Bent's Five Aside. This week Darren was asked to pick a combined Pep Guardiola and Jose Mourinho super team which of course only had five people in it, hence it being Five Aside Do you understand what's happening here?
7: Bacon, not stirred.
8: Ashley Young into the Peltier Right footed, side
4: footed towards the far post, comes back to Darren Bent, and Darren Bent scores on his debut.
7: No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> Hop in. It's time to take a spin in Darren Bent's as they martin DB5. Hello, Miss Money Penny.
9: And <laughs> <laughs> that was directed at you, Annie McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> Answers. First question, when did you get acting lessons, Darren?
7: Oh, well, I don't remember. I was on that uh, series. Um... <laughs> Mastermind. <laughs> no, what she, what, what she means is, when are you going for acting lessons,
9: Darren? Okay, listen, this is what it is. Every week, James Bond superfan Darren Bent is going to pick a five aside related to something that's going on currently in the world of football. So five players picked by one Bond enthusiast who goes by the initials DB, hence why the name is DB5. I see what you've done there. This week on DB5, Five. After mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho got the better of Pep Guardiola this weekend, we're going to do a combined Jose Mourinho Pep Guardiola five aside. Can
7: you imagine how hard that is, Ali? I Think about wow, the players, cool. the, the wow, players mate. that they've both managed.
9: How wow. long did you have to prepare this?
7: Uh, a little while. I think I got a bit of notice okay. yesterday, yeah. Okay. Wow.
9: Ready? Have you got it in front of you? I know, okay, I know
7: well. what it is, yeah. Remember, Remember, it's five aside. Just to make sure you, you clarify that bit. So, a small pitch.
9: DB5. Yeah, yeah, got five it, aside. okay. Let's hand over to Darren Benton for his DB5 of the week.
7: So, goalkeeper Neuer by Munich Pep. Ooh. Yeah, Neuer.
9: <laughs> I, I've got main Dennis Neuer as well.
7: Yeah, Neuer. That was my, my goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. My centre half, uh, Sergio Ramos.
9: Yes. Ooh player
7: in the world oh Ali where, where are you on that I'm with you mate this is this is concerning me so slightly I've got the same goalkeeper and I've got the same centre half now these three in my next three players it, it makes sense wait a second go
9: back Sergio Ramos so you could have had John Terry Yeah. how close? not very not very close at all nope ok fine let's move on then <laughs> uh, Iniesta <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh 3 out of 3 3 out of 3
9: Iniesta yeah Chavi. I mean, that must have yeah okay fine so that was going to be the next one because you can have the likes of De Bruyne you could have Lampard Thiago oh my god David Silva honestly
7: but no but you, it makes sense why I've gone for the, the next three so okay. that's, who's your next one i left one in yesterday then Chavi. well I've got to be honest with you, I've just gone for the obvious two after that see I left yes, one thanks. I left one of them out ah uh, there's no uh, it's impossible to leave one of them out impossible DB5 so I went in yes start Xavi and Messi
9: Messi. Now you try,
7: you try and get possession of that with that ball, with that midfield.
9: And so you've missed, you've missed Cristiano, Cristiano he's missed Ronaldo. Yeah.
7: All the best for that conversation, mate. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Christian, can I reward you? Just pull him for training, and tell him he's not in your fibre. <laughs> I think he'd be more
9: annoyed with
7: you calling him Christian. That's that's, <laughs> end, that's ending in tears, boy.
2: So there you go. That was Darren Bent leaving out Cristiano Ronaldo as you do. Now, elsewhere on TalkSport, Jim White spoke to Newcastle coach Stephen Clements after the passing of his father, Ray Clements, earlier on in the month. He told Jim about his father watching him as a kid from the touchline.
0: To me, uh, like to everybody else, he was obviously a superstar, but to me, he was just my amazing dad. I think the first time I, I really ever got it was I was about nine years old. I was at a school tournament. And it's a big field, pitches everywhere, and I, and I knew my dad was coming to watch me when he finished work. I'm in the middle of a game and my dad still hasn't turned up, but all of a sudden there's a big crowd around, around the pitch I'm playing on. So there was a pause in the game and, and this big crowd, I'm thinking, What's, where's this big crowd coming from? <laughs> I, felt, I, felt, I felt like I was a professional player all of a sudden. I thought, oh, they were watching us. But I caught my dad's eye my dad had turned up and he's standing there with a pen in his hand. He's looking for me, he's, he's got a big smile looking over but the crowd was it, was, it was a big queue around the pitch, waiting there to get his autograph. So there's me thinking I'm, I'm some superstar already, but <laughs> it was actually a, a real order for my dad. But that's the first time I really got it when I was about what, 9 or 10 years old. It's been a great comfort, to be honest, and I have to thank everyone that has made these wonderful tributes to my dad, whether it's been on the TV, on the radio, or just getting in touch with us as a family. It's, it's obviously been a really difficult week, but for people to um, show the love and support they have done for my dad, not just at this time, but over the years as well, has been amazing, really, and it's it's been lovely to see.
2: On now to the Drive Time show, and Adrian Durham has has leapt to Jurgen Klopp's defence after Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband, rubbished his complaints of fixture congestion. We'll hear from Adrian shortly, but first here's a bit of exactly what Simon was moaning
8: about. Every single dime cannot go out of the game into the players and managers from the broadcasters and then say to the broadcasters, I'm sorry, you can't have the key critical times that you've paid billions of pounds for circumstances are unfortunate for all of us and the last thing I want to hear is how unfortunate it is for a bunch of highly paid footballers that are experiencing what most people are experiencing in life for different reasons which is an impact upon their life okay Jürgen kick back on the international federations tell them you're not going to release your players don't make it about the broadcasters they write the checks for you to sit in front of them and have that
10: opinion it's disrespectful from uh, Simon yet again he's banging on about players and managers earning big money from football and this has got nothing to do with that whatsoever. Uh, he said Jurgen Klopp has got the hump about 12:30 kickoffs on a Saturday, of which Liverpool are involved at Brighton on Saturday. It's live on Talk Sport, but he hasn't got the hump. He's making actually a very intelligent and important point about it, and in a at a time where we're actually looking after, trying to look after footballers, maybe fifty odd years too late in terms of dementia, player welfare, and player health. I think maybe Jurgen Klopp should be listened to. Listen, we're lucky to have Jurgen Klopp in this country, right? So we should perhaps listen to what he's saying. So it's not about him earning a load of money out of the game. It's not about him having the hump about something. It is about Jurgen Klopp saying that in this particular season, where there was a very little pre-season, very little turnaround from last season, where there's still a whole load of international games being played, where there's a truncated season, where a lot of matches are being fitted into a short space of time, is it... Is it right and proper that we're asking Champions League clubs to play on a Wednesday night and then 12.30 on a Saturday? Because that's what appears to be happening regularly uh, in this particular season.
2: Now, away from the world of football and Sam Jones, Joe Joyce's manager, joined Adi Oladipo on TalkSport 2 to discuss his upcoming fight with Daniel Dubois.
8: This is it. The time has come. The fight starts now. This is heavyweight action, real heavyweight action. Shots to the heads, left hook, right hook, and another right hook. And the referee's seen enough, it's all over. And Joe Joyce's perfect record continues. There is quite a divided opinion. A lot of people have sort of started thinking it going Joe's favour as the fight goes on. you've Brown. Peach of a right hand, but the referee says that is enough. And it's all over. A great right hand from Daniel Dubois did the business.
4: There's many different ways you can go about this fight. I'm going to
8: fight to win, and on the night I'll just turn up and give my all. All
7: right, let's talk about Joe Joyce, Daniel Dubois, massive fight uh, this weekend. Um, I was just speaking to Nick Pete and, and asking him that, look, both fighters must have had to take a pay cut to get this fight on. Right, no yeah. crowd, not on pay per view. I mean, credit to yourself and Joe Joyce for saying that we still want it. Yeah, listen, like we've we've done
11: three camps for this one. Have three times. We've done two camps, but the first camp we went to Joe. Like, we went to Joe's usual place. We went to Las Vegas. We we listen. Every camp, I don't I don't know. How to speak. It's it's expensive, mm. especially when you you go abroad. So obviously, we, we flew in sparring partners. My young heavyweight Johnny Fisher. We flew him over. Uh, we stayed in a lovely like house and stuff because we we don't like to be like in a prison. Do you know what I mean? We like to, <laughs> we, we, like to we like to like to. It, it has to be nice. We've we've had our days of having dingy camps, so Joe's earned the right to have a good setup. So we was training at UFC facility. A lot of money went on it. So when the fight fell through, it was like well, oh, people don't realize in boxing unless you fight, nobody gets paid. So it's
7: it was a real it was a real
11: kick kick in there kicking the, in the in the in the in the goon ads
7: I, I was uh, wondering if you were going to say something else I about to say we're on air Sam we're on no, air <laughs> no 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 I know we're on air
11: but yeah uh, you get the gist of it so look it, and then he's had to pick himself back up again and Joe's like he's buzzing for this fight like I've never seen him so excited for the fight
2: Well, that's it for a podcast. Before you go, have a listen to Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband who couldn't resist weighing in on the return to stadiums for fans. On White and Sawyer this morning, he questioned the government's logic on allowing up to 4,000
8: fans in every stadium. If you've got a stadium that takes 4,000 people in it as its capacity, right, and you've got a stadium that takes 76,000 people in it, you're invariably going to have 15 times the amount of toilets and opportunities and environments and facilities inside far bigger stadiums than you're going to have in smaller ones. Right. So whilst it's not ideal, and my, my number might be wrong at 25%, I think that if we're going to take arbitrary figures, we should at least know Why? Why 4,000, 2,000? Why? Remove the travel parameters in terms of geographical postcode selection for people that come in, right? And people say, well, that's not fair. Well, that's just the way it is, right? That's the way we're having to embrace this. You facilitate the solution by saying, you guys, you 4,500, you come in at 11. You 4,500, you come in at 12. You 4,500 come in at 1. And you 4,500 come in at 2 was an element of keeping them in their seats. If you've got four sides of a stadium, okay, so each side of the stadium has eighteen thousand for, say, Man United, safe, just for ease of translation, right, right? right? Then you open those four sides of the stadium, have very different access points, and four and a half thousand come in at one o'clock on one side of the stadium, four and a half on another side, four and a half on another side. Right? There are logistical solutions to this.
2: Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Good work from Josh, who produced today. I say produced; he put words on a bit of paper and uh, just pressed stop rewind, and then play. Well, I suppose that's produced. Anyway, well done to Josh. Well done to you lot for downloading it as well. Always appreciate it. I'll be back tonight from 10pm on the Sports Bar and the Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm where, of course, we'll be doing a whole host of things including taking your calls after another busy night of Champions League football. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe.
0: That was a podcast from Talk Sport.